0: When the five G uh, cellular networks were first talked about, they sounded like they were going to transform our lives. You know, blazing speeds, smart houses and appliances. I mean, you can talk to your refrigerator on your phone for heaven's sakes. It was going to be such a wonderful world. Ditch your cable internet. Don't eat it with five G. Everything will be better, and life. Oh, the the new life it would, would bring is beyond imagination. Now, I highly doubt that all of that will come with a new cell phone service, but, but the Bible has some 5Gs some that will transform our lives if we sign up for them. And for the next five weeks, we're going to look at some of these 5Gs in the Bible. We're going to look at God and grow and gift and garrison and go. And see if these five G's don't make a difference in your life. Even a greater difference than a new cell phone plan. Well today, here we are on the Sunday after Easter. It is sometimes called Doubting Thomas Sunday. Because it was on this day that Thomas finally sees Jesus. You know, Thomas wasn't there when Jesus shows up on that Easter Sunday and the other apostles are are able to to realize that the resurrection has happened, that Jesus has risen, and Thomas doubted it. He wanted to, to put his finger in the holes, and he wanted to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so often on this Sunday, we talk about, Thomas's doubts. Well, let's look at that scripture first. But this Sunday, I don't want to look at what Thomas doubted. I want us to look at what Thomas was sure of. John 20. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. On this Doubting Thomas Sunday, I'm sure that there'll be many, many sermons preached on people's doubts, and those are real, and Thomas doubted. But today, let's focus on what Thomas was 100% certain of once he sees Jesus. He says, my Lord and my God. God, that's the first G. Thomas sees the risen Jesus, and he realizes for the first time that Jesus is God. In fact, he is the very first disciple to say that Jesus is God. Yes, Peter said that he was the son of God and the Messiah, but only doubting Thomas is certain that Jesus is God, which is really kind of odd. When you look at how many times, which is really kind of odd, When you look at how many times Jesus has told us that if you've seen him, you've seen the Father. You want to know what God looks like? Look to Jesus. We just heard, give me Jesus. Well, we've got Jesus. And in Jesus, we can see what God is like. Philip wanted to see God. He asked Jesus that specifically. And Jesus says, you've already seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it's the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen God. In John 5, 19, Jesus gave them this answer, Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. A few years ago, author Monica Parker interviewed kids for her books, OMG, How Children See God. And she wanted to know what children thought God was like. And of course, she got some very, very interesting answers. Gabby, age seven, says, God has giant ears so he can hear everything we're saying. And Uma, age 11, says, to believe in God, you have to imagine God does anything you can imagine. And Johnny, age seven, said, God wears one side pink with a skirt and the other side blue with pants. I don't know. But the most interesting thing, to me, is Parker's own recollection of what her son said to her that prompted her to write the book in the first place. When her son Remy was seven years old, he asked her, who is God? Now how would you answer that question? How would you answer the question, who is God? How would Thomas answer that question? Parker told him that that God is inside of everything, from spiders to trees to people. And Remy went away and he slept on it. And the next morning, he was so excited, and he said, Mom and Dad, I know who's seen God. And his disbelieving parents said, Who? Doctors. God lives inside of everything, so my doctor has seen God when he cuts people open. Well, that's not Thomas' answer. Jesus gives Thomas a chance to look inside of him to literally reach inside the cut in his body but it's not to see God inside. Thomas has already seen God in the risen Jesus. And as Jesus stands in front of him he says, my Lord and my God. If you want to know about God look at Jesus. I have an old picture of my dad and and Dora, his favorite 4 H sheep. This picture sits on the bookshelf, uh, and every time I look at it, I see my nephew. I never saw my dad as a young 4 H'er, but I saw my nephew, and they look so much alike. So does my brother. Kind of goes both ways. I, I was looking at my brother the other day and remarking, oh, he looks so much like my dad. My dad's been gone for many years. But if you want to know what my dad looks like, look at my nephew, my brother. And you want to know what God looks like? Look at Jesus. Because Jesus is God. Little Caleb, age 10, put it this way. God is like Jesus because God is Jesus. God is also like the Holy Spirit, because he's the Holy Spirit too. This kid will be a seminary professor before long, you can just tell. <laughs> he's got this down. So why does it matter, though? Because we all have our God doubts about God sometimes. We wonder if God cares. And Pastor Julie mentioned Ukraine. We see the destruction that goes on and on again, and we say, does God even care? about this world. And we wonder if if God forgives us. I mean, could God forgive even us after what we've done? We wonder how powerful God is. Why does it look like evil is winning? We want to know about God. How can we be sure about God? Well, because Jesus has already shown us God. Those who have seen Jesus have seen God. Now, that seems like, uh, maybe technically, it sounds like a bummer. Because we haven't seen Jesus, at least not like Thomas. Most of us haven't seen Jesus come stand in front of us and say, stick your hand in my side. We don't, get to see Jesus like Thomas did on that Sunday after Easter. But in the stories of the Bible, we can see what Jesus did and said. And in seeing this way, we can be confident about God. Remember, Jesus told Thomas, blessed are those who haven't seen and yet have believed. So if you're wondering if God cares, well, look at Jesus. A little word search reveals how often the Bible talks about Jesus' compassion and his love. Matthew 9, verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. Matthew fourteen fourteen. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Matthew 15, 32. Jesus called his disciples and said, I have compassion for these people because they've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. John fifteen nine. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. 1 John 4, 9. This is how the love of God is revealed to us. God sent his only son into the world so we can live through him. You're wondering about God's love for you? Look at Jesus. Jesus is God, and Jesus loves you, without a doubt. Or are you wondering about how forgiving God is? Well, look at Jesus. To the very people who drove nails into his hands and feet and stole his clothes, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Luke 23, 34. At the men's Bible study at the Dunn Brothers this week, Pastor Dwayne shared with us an insight about the thief who hung on the cross next to Jesus. The one who turns to Jesus in his dying hours. Now you remember there were two thieves, right? One on his right and one on his left. And the one thief taunts Jesus just like the crowd. But the other the other criminal tells him to shut up. In Luke 23, But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Pastor Dwayne pointed out that this guy never went to church. He didn't belong to a Bible study. He never got baptized. He never prayed the sinner's prayer. He didn't do any of those things that we think make us worthy to be forgiven. All he did was ask Jesus to remember him. You know, I got to thinking when we're... When we're aware of our sins, we, we're kind of hoping Jesus doesn't remember us. You know, just Jesus, if you just kind of overlook some of that kind of those things. But this, but this criminal simply says, "Jesus, remember me." And Jesus responds, "Truly, I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise." How forgiving is God? Can God forgive us even knowing all the worst that we've done? Our worst thoughts and our worst deeds? Just look at Jesus. Jesus is God. And Jesus forgives us without a doubt. And are you wondering if God is in control? Is there anybody in charge of this crazy, mixed-up world? Does God have the power to to calm the storms, to heal the sick, to work miracles, to bring us peace, to see us through the worst times in our life? Well, look at Jesus, who calmed the storms, healed the sick, brought peace, worked miracles, and saw people through the worst times in their lives. Remember the time Jesus was asleep on the boat? You can find the story in in Mark chapter 4 and in the other Gospels. But he and his disciples were head across the Sea of Galilee. When a terrible storm rose up, gale-force winds arose, and waves crashed against the boat so that the boat was swamped. But Jesus was in the rear of the boat, sleeping on a pillow. They woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're drowning? He got up and gave orders to the wind and said to the lake, Peace, be still. The wind settled down and there was a great calm Jesus asked them why are you frightened don't you have faith yet overcome with awe they said to each other who then is this even the wind and the sea obey him who is this this is God because Jesus is God and Jesus is in control without a doubt Do you wonder about God? Well, don't ask kids like Monica Parker did. You just never know what they're going to tell you. Little Cameron, age six, said, God's got an invisible head and he floats in the garden. One side is night and the other side is day and God sees the owls and bunnies and butterflies. God also rides a motorcycle. But he's playing hockey in Pasadena right now. He can do anything. Well, yes, Cameron, God can do anything. But if you really want to know what God is like, don't go to Pasadena. Go to the Bible and go to Jesus. Just look to him. Does God care about you? Yes, because Jesus cares about you. And Jesus is God. Can God forgive you? Yes, Because Jesus forgives you, and Jesus is God. Is God in control? Yes. You can see it in Jesus' control over the storms of life. And Jesus is God. Thomas had his doubts about Jesus, but there was one thing of which he was certain after he encountered the risen Lord. Thomas says, my Lord and my God. We weren't there that Sunday to to see him. But here today, we remember his words and Jesus' response, blessed are those who haven't seen and yet believe. Let's pray. Oh Lord, there's so many times when when we do doubt Maybe we don't doubt that you exist, but we doubt that you care or that you could forgive us or that you're in control. Remind us again of the stories of Jesus, how you've proved yourself over and over again as the worker of miracles, the bringer of peace, the calmer of storms, the forgiving Lord, and the one who promises paradise. Lord, may we be able to say with Thomas this Sunday, my Lord and my God.